You're listening to Lunch and Learn with your host, Myra McKnight, heard only on Hindsight Media Radio 103.5 FM, where there's always something good to talk about.
This is Myra McKnight coming to you from Atlanta, giving you love all across the globe. And that song that we listened to was Kia Michaels. Kia just dropped her new jazz single, and it's amazing. It's called Not My Friend. And she paints a strong portrait of a woman choosing herself over an unworthy man. And let me give you a little bit about the synopsis of this as well. Not My Friend. The second single from her forthcoming EP, Relationships, is a smooth, engaging groove with a pretty melody about a woman making the decision to disconnect from a relationship that is not healthy for her. Interestingly, the song is not about hardcore cliches such as sexual infidelity or physical abuse. This song addresses a man who was verbally and emotionally abusive, controlling, non-communicative, and self-centered over a very long period of time. This is targeted to women that stay in relationships longer than they know they should have. That is a big key right there. It depicts a woman who once felt she had no voice, now making the affirmative move to leave this man and that so-called toxic relationship. Kia is fiercely talented and proposed new artists worthy of attention and support as she leads up to the release of her debut EP, Relationships. That's amazing. And, you know, we love to have those inspiring artists, those indie artists to come on our platform because we want to give them a voice and we want people to hear their music. And a lot of times the music, of course, it has something we all need to hear and we all want to hear. On this Lunch and Learn today, what I want to talk about has a lot to do with Kia Michael's song, actually. It's about leadership in relationships. And I know in relationships, what we do is we're always talking about who's leading, you know? And I tell you all the time that relationships are not like they used to be. You can read books, you can, you know, listen to the PhDs, the scientists and all that. But really, if you just look at relationships, if you look at it, even your own relationships, if you look at it and if you actually pay attention rather than just keep going and going and going and going, maybe, you know, take some time to evaluate your relationships, you'll see what I'm talking about. Because what is happening is that it's changing dramatically and you're going to have to change with it. Okay. I'm going to give you tips. 
for this lunch and learn and make sure you have your veggies, your yogurt, your fruits, you know, your water, you know, make sure you're somewhere where you're comfortable and sitting down. And um, I know how it used to be when I was in corporate America and lunchtime was like, oh, I'm just glad to get out of that building. It was a mess. So we're talking about team. Now in the corporate arena, we talk about team building and that is a must in the corporate arena, team building. And you have to have a team-like mindset in order to be a part of a team. Now, let's do the first one. In relationships, we are so hung up on emotions that we forget that we have to work together. And that is a very important thing of working together. How about if you're dating somebody that you talk about leadership as opposed to what your last man did or what your last woman did? How about we talk about leadership as opposed to he cheated on me, she cheated on me. How about we talk about, you know, teamwork and building a team and leadership as opposed to what men are and how bad men are and how women are. How about we talk about something else different? Because it appears that as human beings, we latch on a lot to what the corporate world tells us to do. We will go from year to year to get an evaluation, a good evaluation for 50 cents. And after that evaluation, they tell us what we need to do. They have assigned that and we go back to our desk and we do exactly what they said. So what you want to do is to make sure that you are working towards the benefit of the relationship. That's so very important. So what you want to do is you want to start first, build a culture of listening. You know, you cannot be in a relationship unless you are hearing the other person. That's extremely important. It takes a listening ear and it takes a soft tongue. And when I say soft tongue, I mean the ability to not run your mouth on a continual basis, not take a breath, throw out innuendos, curse words, crazy words, all those kind of things. You want to be able to build a culture inside of your home, just like you do in business, just like you do at the office, you want to build a culture of conversation. If you're at the office, you're not bickering back and forth. If your manager tells you we need to do it this way, nobody's cussing, nobody's fussing, nobody's throwing things. And if they are, they're pretty close on their way out. So what you want to do is you want to build a culture, a culture of where you can have a conversation. And that's building. That means you are going to listen. Ask the man sitting across from you at the dinner table or the woman, how do you feel about listening? How do you feel about communication? How do you feel about talking about and being assertive on the things that you feel with inside of you? If you ask that question in the conversation in the beginning, I promise you, ball game over. Because then you would have tapped into another part of that person a part of leadership. That's what you want to find out. You want to find out, are they leading themselves in the right direction? Do they have the mindset to lead? You can't just ask that particular question and then go back to, well, you know what, do you like it hot or do you like it cold? Or do you like it up or do you like it down? You know, our mentality and how we talk to each other has to remove itself from such a dogmatic, emotional, sexual kind of event 
to bringing it in into a more understanding, sophisticated of what's needed for today. Because psychology today is actually saying people should marry for love. People mostly should marry for the governance of what that person makes you feel like. And that is important to other people. How does that person make you feel? And that is important. It is. Because if that person makes you feel good, that love you had is going to grow. Because now it, it really is what does love have to do with it? It really is that. Because when you're in love, you get that emotional, kind of queasy, kind of flowery feeling. But that is not sustainable. It's not sustainable at all. And today it's really not sustainable unless you have leadership skill sets. Okay, build a culture of listening. Be assertive in your relationship. That should be a conversation, not about, you know what, you look good, you smell good, you taste good. That can come because it will come. That's a natural process. But you're going to have to go around that natural process of what you're feeling and you're going to have to do things differently if you want to secure a relationship that is healthy for you. Okay, uh, number two. Learn to recognize emotions in others. This is what the new word is called, EI, emotional intelligence. You got to learn the emotions in that person when they're up, when they're down, if they're sad, if they're happy. Those are things that you begin to learn, whether you're married or single. If you're in a relationship, if you're in a partnership, you're in a teamship, you have to be able to recognize where that person is coming from today. It might be a bad day for them. doesn't mean they're a bad person. It just might be a bad day. If you think about moms, moms who had 13 children, six children, four children, three children. If you think about that, they have to make sure that they understand the emotional intelligence of each child. I know my mom has four and one of us can be cuckoo as hell. One of us can be quiet. One of us can be up and down or one of us can just be just like that. But a mom has to be able to see that child for where they are today. If you get four kids in the house and everybody has a different mindset, a different attitude, a different emotion in that day, you got to be able to navigate that. Okay, you got to be able to touch that. Because when women come together, women are more apt to kind of, if we got a lot of attitudes, mom or dad, they are the person that centers everything. If it's just mom primarily, then she's going to center the way the household goes. No matter how the 13 kids, six kids, four kids, or one child acts, mom is going to center that and dad is going to center that. So you want to make sure you recognize the emotions of your partner. How does your partner feel when they come home? Are they tired, sick, angry, frustrated? Do they look happy? You know, just because they come home and they pay the bills, are they happy? That's a big deal. Are you happy? That's a big deal. Number two, learn to recognize the emotions of others. And that also includes your emotions as well. Okay. Number three, always praise. Find something to praise your partner about. You know, I always praise my husband on driving. He's a great driver and he always gets us home safe. And I always tell him that all the time. You know, he said people say, oh, he's a slow driver, but he's a safe driver. And I'm grateful for that. That was one of the things that I noticed when we were dating a long, long time ago was that I could ride with him. 
you know, because I couldn't see myself riding with somebody who was a hot rod and he was doing a 60 miles in a 30. I had a problem with that. I will walk. That's an expectation that I would have just moved out of the way on that one for sure. So you got to have a different kind of curve when you're dating, when you're trying to get in a relationship, when you're trying to stay in a relationship, and even when you're trying to get out of one. Okay. We're talking about use praise. Praise your partner. Praise your wife, your husband, your significant other. Praise your children. Everybody wants to hear something, something good to them from somebody else. Now, we're talking about leadership in relationships. And let me put an asterisk here because what I want to say is that, you know, sometimes you might want to say, well, the man is the head, he's the leader. Well, again, again, believe me when I tell you relationships are changing. And it's really not based upon that right there. We're not talking religion and we're not talking the rules of religion. We're talking about human beings that are human beings and how they act. Now, if the man is in your mind that that person is the leader and he doesn't lead, then we have a problem. So you ask yourself, why are you together if he's not a leader? And then that pushes pressure on the man too. To leave what? What is he going to lead? What is he leading? You? What does that mean? He's the leader. That the last word that said is his. So there are some parameters in there that you personally have to think about. We all do. Uh, in my household, there is no one leader up. No, no. We are together as a team and we make decisions as a team. And I am responsible for me. He's responsible for him. Because see, if we are not careful, then it's kind of like, I'm the leader and I'll tell you, do as I say, but not as I do. A leader magnifies his character and his life is built on ethics. Okay. And if the leadership, the leadership, that means the two of you do not have ethics about your relationship, then you won't have a healthy relationship. What I see happening today in relationships is that we have to actually be more business minded with empathy because we are in a partnership. We are in a relationship. And if you are not business minded, thinking about the, the bottom line is us staying together, us forming a team, us starting a partnership, us growing. You can't grow if there's just one person leading one person. You can't grow if you're not able to do what? Build a culture. If you don't feel comfortable that the culture is built for your listening pleasure or that you're able to say things. I get women all the time that say, you know what? I just don't say anything. I just hold it back and I don't say anything. That's not healthy in a relationship. You get men to say, I just want peace. I don't want to hear a mouth. So I don't say anything. That kind of drama, you want to get out of your relationships, you know, and, and just like this amazing artist, Kia Michaels, and she's singing. It wasn't infidelity. It wasn't all that stuff. It was verbal abuse. It was how you talk to me, things you say to me, those kind of things are detrimental to anybody's relationship because nobody wants to feel bad and nobody wants to feel hurt and nobody wants anybody to just arbitrarily just go off on them for no reason. Okay. So we got building a culture of listening, learning to uh, recognize that person's emotions and how they feel, 
use the praise, praise them, you know, show that you affirm them and you, you think they're a good person and you, you appreciate the things that they do. My husband, he'll say, you know, I do appreciate what you do. I know I'm busy. I know I'm working, but I do appreciate what you do and what you've done over the years. And that's a good thing. You know, you want to be appreciated. And I say to him the same thing because he's invested in me and I've invested in him over the years. Anytime you've actually been with somebody for any length of time, you know, over 10 years or what have you, you've invested some time. And that's the way the partnership works. If you look at it from a business perspective, you are investing in that person, that person investing in you. There's a partnership there. And you don't want anything or anybody to come up from under you and just pull the foundation of what you built. Because what's important in a partnership, a teamship, is that there are so many things within that bubble that nobody knows about. They might see the outside, but there's so many things that they don't know about. It's impossible for them to do that. Okay, set expectations. Definitely set expectations. When you're in corporate, you have an expectation of being a manager. You have an expectation of learning this job as much as you can. You have an expectation of getting a raise. You have an expectation of getting your paycheck every two weeks. Okay, but what are your expectations on your relationship? You need to cook. Uh, you need to have sex three or four times a week. Uh, you need to wear high heels. Uh, you need to wear a short dress or you need to have the house clean or those kinds of things or a person with a domestic mindset. Okay. We are asking our parties together to fix my car or clean my car out or take my car to be washed. That's a lot of mundane events that go on in a relationship, which will beat you down. You know what I'm saying? Those are small things. You can run your car through the car wash, $7. You know, you can wash it yourself. You can cook yourself, you know, and then it comes to the point where in a lot of cases in homes, instead of building a relationship of cohesiveness where we work as a team, you might have people that mess up the house, keep the clothes on the floor, get a dish out and don't wash it because of the expectation of someone else to take care of it and clean them up. Now, do you have that kind of expectation on your job? No. You know, doggone well, if you got some paper and you went to the copier and this was some uh, documented important paper and you went to copy it and you left it there on a continuous basis and you want somebody to come bring it to your cubicle, that's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem because you left that customer's information out for one, you didn't protect it for two. And even there were times, you know, working in the legal field, we couldn't leave anything out. No folders could be left out because that exposes your clients. But we take advantage of our home life because our expectations are so domestic in relationship. They're so domestic or they are illicit in a way till it can be degrading to one or the other and primarily most of the time women. But we have to be careful not to cross that line to everything you want from me is domesticated. Everything. Not about my brain, not about how we can make a million dollars, not how about we can pay our car note and pay our cars off in the next three years. Those are conversations that leaders have. Leaders find out how you're going to pay uh, the church note off. How are you going to get on 
on the New York Stock Exchange? When are we going to go public? Those are things. And I promise you today, relationships are at that point where you got to think about relationships as a business. I know that sounds very hard, but I'm adding empathy on there. Empathy and consideration and understanding, but it's got to be like a business. You have to have a mindset. Businesses are growing. And if this is the mindset that you have every day, when you're in corporate and business, then you can shift to that at home and understand that you don't have to downgrade. You know, you don't have to shift your brain down. You can say, you know what? I was thinking today in our corporate meeting about how we were going to pay certain things off. We're going to pay it off by multiplying this amount so that in 12 months we'll have this amount. So in 36 months, we have that amount. What can we do with that in 36 months? Well, take that mindset home. Sit down with your partner and talk about that and start to think on a different level. Make your dating a wonderful date of intellect. You know, why not be intellectual rather than always sexual? You know, try something different. And if that person isn't feeling that and if you're boring, then that might not be the person that you want to spend some time with. Okay, so you want to make sure that you do that. The very important one, be a leader. Leaders do what leaders do. Leaders are not broke, sick, disgusted. Leaders not cussing, fussing, cutting, beating. That's not what leaders do. Leaders are not in drama mode. Leadership is a affinity that is contagious. If you are around leaders, they always got something that they want to do and get done. They can always see when it's dark outside, they can see the sunshine. They always want to go from success to success to success. And they always want to try something. They always want to be in the positive, in the green all the time. Certain things leaders just don't do. They don't. So how about bringing that kind of mindset, skill set into your dating pool? How about bringing that into your relationship building, your courtship? How about bringing that into your marriage? How about sitting down? You know, my husband and I, we have always had business meetings and we'll be at the table and we're eating and we're always talking about business and we're always talking about what we're going to do in business. I have three businesses. He has two or three and all together, six total. But we're always talking about business and we're always talking about what we're going to do, but we're having fun doing that. And it's always to get better and better and better. Have a leadership mindset. Be able to have more to talk about than the domestic kind of, I'm going to get it kind of thing. You got to think higher so that you can go higher. And then you got to see wider. You got to think big. You got to think big. The next one, and I said that earlier, shared values. What are the values of the partner that you have? Or what are the values of the man or the woman that you're interested in? And I say this all the time. I was listening to a gentleman today. He's a millennium. And he was talking about how women now are liabilities. You don't want to be a liability. But this is a mindset of dating today that I'm not marrying you to put you in a buggy and carry you. I'm not looking for a man to put me in a buggy and carry me. And a man is not looking for a woman to carry. You know, some men can barely make sure they take care of themselves. So they want the opportunity, just like things have shifted. How many years ago has it been? 
did men always get a mani pedi? No. Could you go to the spa salon and see men sitting there? No. I had one lady tell me that, you know, they were having hard times in their marriage. And one day she went to the spa and one of her friends paid for her to go to the spa because she was, you know, needing to chill a little bit. And she got to the spa and her husband was there. He was wrapped in a towel. He had cucumbers on his eyes and... <laughs> Oh, Lord. I don't know how I would have responded. I don't know. And I'm glad that I have never had to do that. But she was just thrown back of that. So, you know, you don't usually see men getting many patties and getting all dialed up a little bit. But it's here. And this is the way it is. You know, they have establishments of grooming bars for men where they go get their things done. They get their nails done. They get the little shine on their nails. It didn't used to be like that. Men would come home and, you know, they were greasy. They were dirty. Their nails and it was a pride for them to, to look like a man out here working. But things have changed. Things have changed. And you have to begin to change what you can't get mad because this is the way it is. And people have a right to be who they want and do what they want. Men have a right to have their space as well as we do. You want to develop shared values. If shared values is you guys going together to get a Medi Petty, which Ken and I have done that many times, he doesn't go without me. I might go without him, but we usually go together whenever that happens, maybe three times a year or what have you. But you got to develop those shared values in the relationship. That's really important. And you got to grow it. What I want you to know most is this you are not in your grandmother's relationship. You're not going to find your grandmother's and you're not going to find your mom and dad's relationship. You have to, you have to create your own relationship with that person. And it has to be the way the two of you want it to be. It cannot be like your family, your friends, you cannot do that. Because the thing is, you don't know the hardship that your family and friends have gone through, through their marriage or relationship. But usually when people turn a corner, they find themselves the expert. And so they're able to tell you because they turned that corner. But you still got to go through what you have to go through, but you go through it with the one that you choose, which is a big deal. We try to bring you practical stuff that is easy to digest as much as possible. We want it to be thought provoking to you and we want you to build healthy relationships with yourself first. That's extremely important. So this Lunch and Learn is about building healthy relationships and understanding that you need to redo your list. You need to refigure it. You need to kind of go within yourself to find out what you want because it's changing. And in the next 10 years, it's going to be changing again. You want to make sure that you understand the kind of relationship you want so that you can articulate that to the other person. At 7.30 today, I'm going to be talking about Boaz. This is something that has kind of been on my mind for a minute. And a lot of women are looking for their Boaz. And that Boaz is supposed to be this cape wearing hunk of a something. And I want to talk about why you haven't found Boaz. Because everybody's looking high and low. Women looking high and low for Boaz. I see books that men have written about Boaz and why you can't find your Boaz and when you're going to get your Boaz. And I've heard women preach about Boaz and I got a different take on Boaz. I also got a different take on woman at the well. I got a different take on Leah and Rachel. So 
you know, those were back in my days where in my studies years and years ago, but now I'm at a point of practicality and something that's going to benefit you today. So this is your Lunch and Learn. I hope you got something out of it. You can always go to the website and download the Lunch and Learn if you want to listen to it again or stay on the website, listen to the music, things of that nature. Give us a shout out. Let us know that you are enjoying this on Hindsight Media Radio 103.5, coming to you from Atlanta, Georgia, sending you love all across the globe. And we are so grateful for our indie artists, our podcasters, people that come to us with their very, 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 very important words to nurture us and encourage us, inspire us, and also to engage with us. This is Myra McKnight, and I'll see you a couple days from now. Make it a great day. Thank you for tuning in. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to Lunch and Learn with Myra McKnight. Heard only on Hindsight Media Radio, 103.5 FM, where there's always something good to talk about.